you today on how three leaders handle the responsibility and lessons to be learned by us about how we should handle the responsibility of not forgetting Amalek and blotting out the name of Amalek. So let's look first at this outline of what we're going to be looking at. Three leaders and how they handle the responsibility. Number two, what is our special responsibility highlighted at this time of year? Our special responsibility. And then guidelines for handling that responsibility well. That's what we're going to be looking at today. Let's begin with the three leaders. How King Saul handled his responsibility by making excuses and shifting blame. You remember when uh, he was told to, to wipe out everything, but he saved the best of the animals and the, uh, he saved the plunder. And he also, for the sake of his ego, he saved the king. And when he was confronted by Samuel, he made excuses. He said, I did do what you asked. No, he didn't. He said, I saved the animals uh, to sacrifice to Adonai your God. No, he didn't. He said, the people grabbed up the animals. And no, they didn't. So he made excuses and he shifted blame. And so we see in this picture that uh, Samuel is walking away from him. King Saul behind him grabs a hold of the hem of his, of, of his garment. And as the garment tears, Samuel says, so has God torn the kingdom of Israel out of your hand. And so it was. Now, how did Samuel handle his responsibility? After all of this mess with Saul, which really grieved him, he wept all night. He was not happy about it. After that's all done, he says, bring me Agag and uh, to Agag's misfortune, Samuel took care of business. That's the second way to handle responsibility. The first way is to, is to make excuses and to shift blame. The second way is to simply take care of business, handle your responsibilities. Finally, I wanna look at King David who was Saul's successor, a man after God's own heart. How did King David handle his own irresponsibility? You remember the story of, uh, of Bathsheba and Uriah at a time when kings go off to war, King David, who already has more wives than he can count, sees this woman bathing on a rooftop and he takes a liking to her. He has her brought to him and uh, he sleeps with her and she sends back a note later and says, I'm pregnant. And he decides to cover up for his crime by uh, having her husband brought in from battle and tells the husband, why don't you go and, and have uh, sex with your wife? Why don't you go home to your wife? But Uriah is an extremely faithful man. He's not even a Hebrew, he's a Hittite, but he's extremely faithful. He says, what? I should go and be with my wife while the king's armies are out on the field fighting battles? I won't do it. David even tries getting him drunk 
And that doesn't work either. Finally, David gives an order that, that Uriah is to be placed in the thick of the battle at the place that is most dangerous. And then the rest of the forces are to step back from him. So he's a sitting duck. That's what happens. And Uriah is killed. Then Nathan, the prophet, whom you see in this picture, comes and confronts David. And as soon as David is confronted, he says two words in Hebrew, which are a few words in English. As soon as he's confronted, he says, Chatati Laronai, I have sinned against God. That's, this is one of my most, one of the most stunning places in the Bible. This man is the king. He has the power of life and death over Nathan the prophet. Yet when he's confronted with his sin, his immediate response is, I have sinned against God. That's another way to handle your irresponsibility, to confess it and then move on. But we have a responsibility, which uh, this Shabbat reminds us of. We have a responsibility to remember Amalek and not to forget. The Torah passage said, remember what Amalek did to you on the road as you were coming out of Egypt. How he met you by the road, attacked those in the rear, those who were exhausted and straggling behind when you were tired and weary. He struck the women and the children and the aged. He did not fear God. So really, what is Amalek? Amalek is, our tradition realizes, Amalek is a spirit of godless cruelty and victimization. And our responsibility is to remember this and not to forget. How should we handle our responsibility? It says here, therefore, when Adonai your God has given you rest from all the surrounding enemies in the land Adonai your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, you are to blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven, don't forget. I find that to be so ironic. On the one hand, you blot out the memory. On the other hand, you don't forget. You blot out the memory, but you keep it in memory. That's rather strange. It's very gripping. Remember we said that Amalek is a spirit of godless cruelty and victimization. So what should we do with it? First of all, we should prevent it from arising. We should be alert in our lives, in the lives of our culture, in our nation's behavior in the world, in our society at every level. We should prevent the spirit of godless cruelty and victimization from being manifest. We should detect it. We should be vigilant to see when it's creeping in. And I must say, in my opinion, we have largely fallen asleep about this. We're to protect people from godless cruelty and victimization. We're to resist it when it rises. We're to destroy this behavior any way we can and we're to replace it with something else. 
What we must not do is make excuses and shift blame like Saul. We should not say, hey, it's not my problem. You know, I'm a busy, I got a busy life. Uh, it's not my problem. Uh, um, it's, it's the Democrats' fault. It's the Republicans' fault. It's the Muslims' fault. You name it, we got somebody to blame. We must not make excuses about dealing with Amalek like Saul did. We must instead take care of business like Samuel did. And when we have made mistakes, and as an individual, as a nation, we have made big mistakes. When we make mistakes, we should not make excuses, not shift the blame. We must readily confess those mistakes and move on like David did. How should we handle our responsibility to not forget in the blood of Amalek, that spirit of godless cruelty and victimization? We must replace it with something else. We must always strive to be the opposite of Amalek, to be godly and kind protectors of the victimized. And we must always be vigilant. I'll say it again. We as individuals, we as a synagogue, we as a nation must always strive to be the opposite of Amalek, to be godly and kind protectors of the victimized. We must always be vigilant. This is why in our tradition, as far as the Holocaust is concerned, we say never again. If we're not vigilant to see when Amalek is rearing its fiendish, ugly head again, then it'll happen again. The credo, never again, is a reminder to be vigilant and at the same time to blot out Amalek. And we must do it not only for the sake of Jews. Let's not be uh, sectarian and provincial for all the nations of the earth. We must be vigilant, strive to be the opposite of Amalek, godly and kind protectors of the victimized. So what did we learn today? We learned about three leaders and how they handled how they handled responsibility. Saul, Samuel, and David. We learned what our special responsibility is at this time of year, to not forget and to blot out Amalek. And we learned guidelines for handling our responsibility well, to prevent, to detect, to protect, to resist, to destroy, to replace Amalek. I finished with a quote from Samson Raphael Hirsch 19th century rabbi who arose in Germany as an orthodox response to reform Judaism. He was an extraordinarily brilliant systematic thinker. And in his commentary on the Torah, he says this, Steve, uh, I love to hear, uh, I'm sorry. Steve uh, Goldsmith, would you read this paragraph? I'd love to hear you read, so please read this. Sure. We are warned 
Remember what Amalek did to you and see to it that we ourselves should not become an Amalek within ourselves, not to commit deeds of wrong and violence within our personal lives. Do not forget this obligation to wipe out Amalek. In case there comes a time when you will want to be like Amalek and like him to deny your moral obligation and not to know God, but will only seek opportunities to exploit your power to harm others. So, remember Amalek, blot out his name, and do not forget. That is my word for all of us today on Shabbat Zachor, the day of remembrance. Okay, I'd like us to pray for the United States and pray for the state of Israel. So we're going to go back to